Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. And I want to welcome you today. We have a special program for you. And today we're talking about a heavenly citizenship. We are a kingdom people. We're a kingdom of God people, and we live in kingdom ways and not worldly ways. And I want to talk about that today because many Christians don't realize this. We read it in our Bibles. It's in there. There's so many scriptures we're going to look at today. Uh, I really want to drive this home. Um, But I want to start with two before we get into our main verse. You know, in Colossians 1 and 13, it says, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So you can see there, Paul was writing to the Colossians and he was saying that the God, the father transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. So right there, you see Paul is pointing us upwards. Paul did it in in Romans uh, as well. He did it many times. I'm going to read a lot of scriptures that Paul wrote. Look at Romans 5 and 17. This is King James. It's, It's one that many know. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. This is important. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, this is very similar in a way to what he was saying to the Colossians. We've been transferred into a new place, a new kingdom, a heavenly kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son, beloved son, in whom we have redemption. So Paul, again, he's pointing us upward. He wants us to see that we live in a heavenly place. Uh, He talks to the Ephesians and says, we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies, with Christ. We see that. You can look through the whole beginning of Ephesians and you will see that. But I want to draw your attention to one verse. This is kind of our main verse of the day, and it's Philippians 3, 20 and 21. Paul was talking about pressing towards the mark of the high calling that we all have in Christ Jesus. And he was um, saying to the Philippians to follow his example and to really grow in Christ. And it was an, it was an encouragement to, to get close to God, to know Jesus. And he comes to this point in verse 20. This is Philippians 3.20 where he says, For our citizenship is in heaven. So here again, he's pointing out just how important it is that we see our citizenship in heaven. I'll read this verse a little bit more thoroughly here where he says in Philippians 3 and 20, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state, in other words, our natural bodies, into the conformity or the likeness of his glorious body by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. He's, he's saying he'll do that by the power that he has within him to subject everything to himself. But my main focus here is that Paul says, for our citizenship is in heaven. You know, sometimes we just feel and think that our citizenship is only here on this earth. And the Lord has really blessed us to have a good citizenship 
or a good life, I should say, here on this earth. We are not to focus only on spiritual matters. You do live in this world. But your true citizenship is in heaven. We were transformed, as, as it said before, as we read in Colossians, into the kingdom of his son. And this is important because then we become kingdom-minded. When things happen in the world, when things happen to us, we will either think in the natural sense, well, what are the options that this world offers me? Or we'll think in a kingdom sense, what are the options that the kingdom offers me? So I just want to dive in a little bit more with some of these things. I want you to see just how important this is and how often it is brought up in the New Testament. You could expand way beyond what I have here in scriptures. Let's look at the scriptures uh, from the writers of Hebrews and look at chapter 12 and 18. It's um, a long thing. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm going to let you do that. This is 18 to 24, so I encourage you to read. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and to a blazing fire. And he goes on to explain here what it was like when the people saw God on Mount Sinai with Moses. And in that day, it was a terrible thing. It caused great fear. So he's making a contrast here, but in verse 22, so I'm not going to read that entire thing. But in verse 22, it's saying what we have come to as New Testament believers. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, a heavenly Jerusalem. And he goes on to say, and to a myriad of angels, and to the general assembly, and the church of the firstborn, and on and on. So the writer here has made a contrast of what we do not have, which was like what Moses had, and a physical mountain. You know, even when Jesus came here, they were expecting that he was going to create a kingdom here on earth. But that wasn't the time for that. That has yet to happen when he comes back. So they were expecting a kingdom there. So they were not kingdom-minded in the heavenly sense. They were still looking to the earth, to the world where they lived. And Jesus kept pointing their attention to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of heaven, and to our citizenship in heaven. So here, you know, in, in Hebrews, we have this example. So that's Hebrews 12, 18, uh, and verse 22. Those uh, you can look at those and really dig into that. And we have kingdom praying, if you want to call it that way. And we have the famous Our Father prayer, but it's really an example prayer. And it's interesting to me that the first thing Jesus gets to is the kingdom. So in, in Matthew 6, and look, let's look at this. This is Matthew 6, 9 to 10. And Jesus says, pray then in this way or in this manner. And he was showing them how they would pray. And he told them not to use repetitive prayers and to do things as if uh, if you say it 20 times, it's going to matter more. He said, don't do that. That was the way of the Pharisees. That was a natural, earthly way of praying. Here he's saying, our Father who is in heaven, and this is verse 9, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the first thing the Lord did was actually share praise to our Father. So that was the first thing. And the first request was, your kingdom come. Your will be done. And look at this, on earth as it is in heaven. He pointed them straight up 
to heaven, to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of heaven. Your kingdom come. And you know, when I think about that today, because Jesus, you know, showed us that the kingdom came with him. He would heal somebody and he would say that the kingdom of God is near. John the Baptist brought it up. We're going to talk about all this, but he's saying our father who was in heaven. So first he did something radical about is that we were calling God our father. And he praised God and he said, your kingdom come. And the way I see that today, it's not the only way. This is a broad scripture, but it's, it's really just being kingdom-minded and say, Lord, let your will be done here in the way it is in your kingdom, the way it is in heaven. This is such an important aspect. We're going to keep on going. John the Baptist talked about it. In Matthew 3, 1 and 3, it says, Now in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent for, look at this, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And they, they, they spoke about this in Isaiah. It says it here, for this is the one referred to by Isaiah the prophet when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. The way of the Lord has to do with the kingdom of heaven being at hand. So again, here we are, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus about it. Look at John 3, 5 uh, through 12, his, his interaction with Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, and he came to him by night to talk to Jesus and inquire of him. And one of the things that Jesus said right off the bat was, truly, truly, this is verse 5 in, in chapter 3 of John, truly, truly, and I'm reading out of the New American Standard, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into, look at this, the kingdom of God. He was distinguishing the difference between the natural way that Nicodemus was already thinking into a spiritual way. He was trying to point him to a spiritual kingdom. And Nicodemus didn't understand at first. And Jesus, you've got to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him and said, are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen. He's talking about heavenly things. And you do not accept or believe our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, look at this. How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Jesus was trying to shift Nicodemus's thinking in a totally different direction than he had lived his whole life. He was trying to tell them that we would worship the Lord in spirit and that we would get to know God in spirit and that these were heavenly matters. These were kingdom matters. And Nicodemus would find out in time exactly what Jesus meant. But right then and there, he didn't. But Jesus was still telling him, they can't enter into what? Kingdom of God, unless they were born of the Spirit, born again. And again, Nicodemus just didn't get it. He saw it in the natural. How can these things be? He was saying, can a man go into his mother's womb again? It's ridiculous. Jesus was pointing to the spiritual side of things, to the heavenly side of things, to the kingdom side of things. In Matthew 4, we have... 
the ministry of Jesus in Galilee. And, and here's a description. This is Jesus. Here's uh, 4 and 23, Matthew 4 and 23. Jesus was going throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. So there's, there's another description of the kingdom. This is all about the kingdom. Everything Jesus did was about the kingdom. And Jesus himself, let's look in Luke 4 and verse 43. And Jesus said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues, which were in Judea. So Jesus said it himself, and he, this is not the only time, but he said, I must preach the kingdom of God. You see that? So he was pointing people upwards every time. And Jesus spoke to his own disciples in Luke 10. I'm just giving you all these examples so you, you can see this is about the kingdom here. Luke 10 and verses 8 and 9. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's saying, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat what they set before you and heal those in it who are sick and then say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. He wanted to equate their healing and the blessing that these disciples brought to them with the kingdom of God, that it's near them. Now, this program is called The Sower Seeds and I've given... Uh, some really detailed episodes on the sower seeds, but I want to take something out of Matthew 13 that falls in line with what we're talking about right here. And in Matthew 13, and Jesus had given the parable of the sower, and he begins, you know, they had asked him, well, what is this all about? They couldn't see it. And so Jesus says to them in verse 18, this is Matthew 13 and verse 18. This is just a short little bit here. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. So the, the seed that was being spread was the word of the kingdom, not the word of this world, but the word of the kingdom. And what's interesting in this verse, he says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. The enemy doesn't want anyone having the word of the kingdom in their hearts. This is a dangerous uh, truth for the enemy. He does not want you knowing where you are seated, where you are in Christ, what your relationship with Jesus is, what your standing is as a son of God and a daughter of God. And Paul talks about that. And here's a really important verse for you. We are seated in the heavenlies. And if you go to Colossians 3, and we're going to look right in the beginning of that, 1 through 5, I think is what we're looking at here. Colossians 3, 1 through 5. Look at this. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, he was saying that we died with him in the likeness of his death, and we've been raised in the likeness of his resurrection. So he's saying here, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed 
with him in glory. Paul is telling the Colossians to mature and to grow, and that the way they would do that is to look at things above, heavenly things, because you're a citizen of heaven. Keep seeking the things which are above. And this, and this dear brothers and sisters, is what I believe the Lord is, is after here. You want a deeper life in the Lord. You want to understand what God is doing in your life. You want the will of God to be done in your life. And so often we forget, or maybe don't even really know, about our citizenship. We were adopted in, into this family. We were, we were transformed into his kingdom, into his kingdom. And we are currently citizens of the kingdom of God. So we'll read Colossians 3 again. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This is so important. And in today's world, we've been talking a lot about this in recent episodes. There's a lot going out there to distract you from the things above. And that's the intention, is to get you to forget who you are and you'll become discouraged. Here's some kingdom thinking. Paul's talking to the Philippians, and he's saying, be anxious for nothing. That means worry about nothing. That's a very strong statement, and it's a tall order. And he's saying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all of your understanding and comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's kingdom thinking. Worldly thinking is worry about everything and try to fix everything and run on a hamster wheel till you're exhausted. That's worldly thinking. So to think in a kingdom way is even different. This is what Paul is saying. In the same chapter in Philippians 4, we have verse 8 where it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I would call that kingdom thinking. That's how the person with a kingdom mentality will think, even in the world in which we live today, in which there is so much chaos. And it was in Paul's day too. Paul's day was no picnic. They had a lot of trouble in, in the first church. And yet here he is saying, be anxious for nothing in Philippians 4. But let your prayer and supplication with thanksgiving be made known to God. And the peace of God, which goes beyond your comprehension and understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then he's saying, you know, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and right and pure and all of these good things, think on these things. David was a kingdom thinker, even though he was in the Old Testament. He still, he was, you know, look at Psalm 42. He's saying, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? And here he comes along and says, hope in God. He's talking to his own soul, saying, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. That is kingdom thinking. Worldly thinking is 
Why are you cast down? I'm disturbed. I'm bothered. Something happened. I'm offended. And I can't beat it. I can't beat this thing. I can't live in this world. I can't overcome. That's not a kingdom thinking. We're citizens of heaven. Jesus overcame the world. So I say all this, brothers and sisters, to say that our citizenship is in heaven. And this verse, I want to read this verse again and end with this verse because this is the one that started it for me for this entire message, which is in Philippians 3, 20 and 21. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state, meaning our natural bodies, into conformity with the body of his glory, meaning like his body, by the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. He will do this by his power. We are waiting for that, and that is a hope that all believers have. And I'll read that verse again um, from Romans. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. And in Colossians 1, that the Father rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have right now redemption and the forgiveness of sins. And in Philippians, for our citizenship is in heaven. God bless you, brothers and sisters. This is an awesome thing. I hope you study it and pray over it. Meditate on these things. Look at these verses and let it be a blessing to you. We will see you again in the next episode. God bless you.